talks uh, invites you to make your reports. Um, they've given me 10 minutes. I don't think I'll use 10 minutes to make a report on um, our governance structure here at Weston Memorial Church. Uh, as you've heard me say several times, uh, and you've been reading in several publications, uh, and as the chief influencers in the church, I know that you read all of our publications very closely. Uh, they come out weekly, they come out monthly, uh, they come out sometimes daily on Facebook. Um, get, make sure you kind of plugged into all these things. But you've heard me uh, say several times, and you've read several times, that we've been on about a four-year journey trying to embrace the future that God has planned for us here at Wesley Memorial Church. That future will not happen. Uh, this is the Methodist Wesleyan Arminian in me. That future that God has planned for us will not happen the way God has planned unless we cooperate, unless we participate. Uh, God doesn't need us a whole lot, but God needs us uh, to, to bring about God's dream for the world. So part of what we've been looking at, you, you have been looking at for four years, is some, uh, some, some issues surrounding visioning. Uh, you um, have been watching us make some adjustments, proposed adjustments to structures. Uh, we did our work, and then for about the last month or so, I've been working with the district superintendent. I'm sure you know about our connectional system. We're not a, a system of congregational governance. You know about our connectional system. So um, we, we all are accountable to each other. And that's why even as a congregation, we're accountable to people beyond our congregation. As a pastor, I'm accountable to people beyond, our, um, beyond my congregation. So uh, we've been working the last um, several weeks with the district superintendent to, to, to tweak and perfect our structure. Uh, so we'll be bringing that to a charge conference, which is, you probably know the language, charge conference is uh, the, the church council convened by the district superintendent or someone acting on behalf of the district superintendent. So uh, the church council actually is still in existence at this point, uh, as it is for the year until we do the new one. So you are the, some of you are the new group coming in. You're getting some training today. But on January the 20th, not January, February the 27th at 530, uh, this is part of the 10 days notice for a charge conference at uh, 5.30 on February the 27th, our church council will meet uh, in session as a charge conference to do a couple things, uh, to um, uh, enact, to um, consider the new church structure somewhat new. Uh, I've moved away. It's not new. It's not really even simplified. It's modified, heading toward a little bit more simplicity. But we'll, we will convene on February 27th at 5.30 to act on that and to act on a budget for the new year. So those of you that are uh, still, you may not have known that, those of you that are still part of the church council, uh, you, you'll need to be in the room that night. It'll be a, a pretty brief meeting, I think, because with a called charge conference, we really can only act on that for which we have been called together as a charge conference. But we'll act on structure and um, budget. The structure, to give you the, the simplistic version of our modified structure, uh, there's still church council at the top. Uh, we've called it several times round table. 
uh, except that's not Methodist language, and we kind of have to do some Methodist language. You can call it round table. I'll probably still be calling it church council. That will be the primary governing body that will still be the primary clearinghouse to talk about ideas. Uh, then underneath that, and that will also be the body that convenes when we need to convene a charge conference. Underneath that, and this is where the change comes, instead of three administrative teams, I know you had a couple more that you kind of created, but the, instead of the three administrative teams uh, required by the, the discipline, staff parish relations, finance, and trustees, they will come together as one team. Um, and there's people representing all those areas, and, and we uh, will pay attention to what will, do, what will constitute a duly elected staff parish for the matters of staff parish business, and the same for trustees and finance. But they'll, they will spend time together, a great deal of time in the room together, visioning, dreaming, paying attention to each other, um, getting input from across the life of the church on those important administrative issues. Uh, one of the things that happens in the lives of larger churches, we have all these silos out there that aren't talking to each other. Uh, so particularly on those administrative pieces, it's important that the silos are talking to each other. So that's why there'll be the charge conference, church council roundtable at the top. Then there'll be the administrative team at the, in the middle. And then there'll also be the periodic town halls where we, uh, we get to hear from everyone. Um, we are being watched very, very closely around the annual conference uh, as to how to help a large church structure in such a way that you focus on ministry and not focus on having lots and lots of committee meetings. So by putting the administrative uh, teams together in one room to transact their business, again, I think that will help communication, it will help transparency, and it will help get things done without a multitude of committee meetings. So um, I think we have a good structure coming to charge conference on February the 27th, and I commend you for your work. And some of you don't know the hours and hours and hours and hours of work that have gone into this. But I think if you're noticing and will notice, you will uh, see the fruit of, of, of the way we're structuring. Your ministry teams, which is really what propels the ministry of the church, your ministry, team basic, your ministry teams basically are unchanged because that's where the ministry happens. That's where the rubber meets the road. Uh, and that, that's, that's, that's where the significant work of the church. Being a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ means more than just showing up and voting at a committee meeting. You know, that's not insignificant, but that's not the height of discipleship in Jesus' mind. So we want to make sure we focus on ministry and changing the world and living as faithful followers of Christ. We want to make sure we have a structure in place that will help us do that. So that is your update about the structure, and I yield my two remaining minutes back to you. <laughs> It is good to see you all this morning, and thank you for making this a part of your Saturday as we start our year um, of leadership for 2020. The next part of our program is going to be a, a sort of an update for many of you and maybe some new information for those of you who are new to ministry teams. As Jeff said, our ministry teams are not changing um, as far as how they're structured and how they'll work in the church. Obviously, we want to to add to ministries as we move forward in this year. 
But what we want to do now is just have each um, of the, I think there's six or seven that are going to come and give us just a five-minute report, and I have my timekeeper at the back, so in case you're worried about that, he's going to give you a five-minute uh, mark. <laughs> so we're going to start with Student Ministries, and Michelle Lane is going to come and give that report. Good morning. All right, I wanted to start off with, if you'll bear with me on this, if everyone would please stand up. <clears throat> and if you will take your right hand and put it out flat and facing up and put your pointer finger, you're probably going to have maybe this will work the way point it on the person. We're going to play a game of gotcha. So... <laughs> Make sure you have your finger. So you're going to try to grab the finger, the pointer finger of the person beside you while not getting caught on the other side. When I say go, are y'all ready? On your mark. Okay. You guys are just like the kids. You got to wait for go. One, two, three, go. All right, one more time. One more time. Ready? One, two, three, go. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. This is one of the warm-ups that our students played on our ski retreat that we went on two weeks ago. And what I wanted you to know is that um, we do have fun when we're at these retreats, but also I was just moved by the amount of teaching and discipleship and mentoring that went on while we were there. And I don't know that the kids would tell you that because I don't even think they realize it yet, but that is what was happening while we were there. We were able to um, worship have quiet time and ski. So I'm really excited to tell y'all that that is happening for our kids. Um, but the most amazing thing about while we were there on this trip is our fearless leader, Stephen, decided to have a late night Vespers. Um, and I want you to know that he is sharing his heart in a way that is authentic and drawing in and um, just so loving for our kids that I thought that you should know that. And what I want you to know about that is that's what he's doing at every single event and activity that we have. And it's not just Stephen, of course, it's all of our team, uh, Jessica and everyone who's involved in all of these that I am now going to list off for you. Well, the first one I was going to tell you about was our life group Bible study, and on this one, I really didn't know or think that teenage kids would get up at 7 a.m. to meet at Chick-fil-A to do a Bible study. 
naysayer that I am. Um, but they do. They do. They they eat it up. They they love Chick-fil-A. I mean, there is that. But they also love being together. They're forming relationships. And this past week, we were able to say to our kids, what did you think about the Super Bowl halftime show? And we were able to have a conversation with what the world thinks as opposed to what the mind of Christ thinks. So these are the type of environments that we're putting them in where they can feel like they can talk about their faith in a safe place. Um, I wish I had time to tell about every a story for everyone because there is a story for everyone but since I'm on a time limit of one more minute we do <laughs> Sunday mornings we have Sunday school Wednesday mornings we we're, as I said we're meeting at the Chick-fil-A and Stevens meeting with the guys Wednesday nights we have Bible study and we're going to be having our merge Bible study which is where we've invited the families to come alongside of us and do a study it's open to all of you and we would love to have you um, but it's where we've been working on marriage and communication to um, have a more holistic feeling for our ministry with the youth Sunday afternoons include confirmation classes with the 7th and 8th graders and their mentors. Uh, Sunday nights, once a month, we have the high school senior nights where the kids, the senior kids are meeting at the nun's house for a meal and a time where they can talk about what their faith is going to look like in the next year or so, in their next phase of life. We have... Um, Sunday night SNL nights where the students play and eat and worship. We have a spring workshop coming up. And of course, we're already planning church camp for summer, seven summer nights, the mission trip to Wilmington, and we have a Carowinds trip. So I know it's a lot. And through all these activities, I believe with all my heart that God is pursuing our youth with love and passion and grace demonstrated by all of our leaders every week. So thank you. proud of student ministries. Our children um, were youth here, and they had a fabulous time, and I always credit, um, so far, they've been good, and they're 35 and 37, um, and I will say it had to do with Wesley Memorial's youth program. But I'm Lainey, and I am so excited to be here with y'all today. Uh, my team is the Adult Education and spiritual formation team. It's a whole mouthful and it takes me forever to say it. I called Tish, I said, Tish, exactly what are we supposed to be doing? Tell me, I mean, I know what all we do, but 
would love to know just what we're, the church expects us to do. So she printed out exactly what we're supposed to be doing. So I thought I would read this to you and it might help you understand why we've done all the things that we have. It says, they are to support, recommend, facilitate, and evaluate the selected programs and leaders within those programs. They are also to keep before them ways that we as Wesley Memorial can develop adults in their faith journey at all stages of spiritual growth. They are also encouraged to brainstorm ideas of where and how people can further their journey to Christ. So if student ministries does a great job, then we get them as adults already willing to do things. In your packet of information, if you would pull out the adult uh, spiritual formation opportunity since last leadership summit. Um, this is a, a list of the things that, that we have uh, done last year. I do hope that you have participated in at least one of these. Um, and if you go back to, to what we're doing is, is developing adults spiritually on your faith journey. And these are all things that will bring you closer to Christ. And um, so just look over those. We, we've added, which isn't on here. We're so happy that Tripp, Tripp's here. He and Mary Cullen have, um, are, they're going to start a new young adult uh, program, a Sunday school class, I guess, on May the uh, 15th. Yeah, hallelujah. I'm going to see if I can get Weldon and her fiancé, um, Jim, in that. So it's like, um, Trip. is it right, uh, 18 to 35-ish, somewhere in yeah. there? Okay, all right. I think that's wonderful. So again, we are very happy about that. If y'all have any, I'm not going to go over this list. It might eat into my time. Um, next, this coming year, well, first of all, when y'all came in, I am sure that you noticed the prayer labyrinth. If you go to the contemporary service, you've seen it a lot. Um, come to Wednesday night, you've seen it. We're so thankful that that has been given to us by the Cobains. Um, it, it is a wonderful experience, a wonderful time to, to come um, with God and pray. We're going to um, have that consecrated this spring. And then after that, on a Wednesday night this spring, we're going to have a video of actually how to use the labyrinth um, because we do want people and the community, not just our church, but the community also to use it and to feel that connection to God. Um, it is a wonderful, transformational experience. Um, so we're going to do that this spring. And, and then in the fall, we're going to again have a prayer. We're not quite sure what to call it. We called it an entreat last year. It was very successful. We had about 50 people there. We had a lunch uh, time prayer workshop and then a, um, one at dinner and one minute okay and um, so we thought we would do it again this spring and then we'll be able to use the uh, labyrinth out here but we've got some great ideas of things we want to put down that the, at the labyrinth so you can just decide on a whim to come out here and pick up information and walk the prayer lab labyrinth so thank you all and um, please if you haven't done any of these or, or, or um, 
visited any of these opportunities we've put together, please try to this coming year. Thank y'all. Um, my name is Beth Holbrook, and I'm the chair of the awesome children's ministry team that's right over here. Um, I just want to tell you we've had an amazing year. Um, we've had growth in Sunday school um, attendance, which is awesome. We've had growth in every um, event that we've done that includes the community, like our Easter event and Halloween, where we're bringing lots of people um, and their families, little and and all the way up to grandparents, um, to our to our campus to learn about all the different events that we're doing. Um, we ha clearly have Sunday school on on Sunday mornings. We have um, an amazing two part. Um, um, Bible Explorers that happens in the spring and the fall, um, which we will continue um, this coming year, but it had great attendance last year. Um, we, as you know, are a little bit in a transition. Um, Debbie is stepping down as the Director of Children's Ministry, so I hope that you pray for us as we are trying to figure out who our new um, director is going to be. Um, so by next year, Hopefully we will, we will have that person, but we are steaming ahead just as if, you know, we're going to have this amazing person come in and we're really open to new ideas and, but we kind of have our standard protocol. I'd say I'm a scientist. So, you know, we have a lot of things that we do every year and we consistently do, and we're going to keep up those things, but we're always open to new ideas. Um, We've done a few, I'm trying to think, so last year, kind of at the end of this, we talked about how we really wanted to grow family participation. So we love our kids, we love all these little ones that come, but we want to bring their families into more events. And so this past year, we added another event, so we do a movie night, we had a swim night, and... Um, we also did putt-putt, so we're, we're trying to add more things where families can come. They're mostly on Friday nights, um, so that not only can the kids ministry together, you know, sometimes in an outdoor location like at the, at the pool or at putt-putt, um, but also the parents. Because as you know, sometimes, you know, if you've ever been in our Sunday school wing, it is crazy. You know, you're dropping off, you are running to service, you're coming in, you're picking them up. So sometimes there's a lot, of, there's a bit of time to talk during the 11 o'clock before or after or before the 945. But sometimes there's not a lot of time for these parents to even interact with each other. So we're trying to build those times where they can. And so um, we just had another awesome swim night last night. And it's just great to see um, just another way to have people in our community be able to come together with their busy schedules and know that the people that they're interacting with, you know, are here on Sundays and we're here for their kids. And it was just, it was just great. So um, I think that's it. So, you know, thank you for anybody who comes and volunteers for anything that we do. We appreciate all of you. And, um, and yeah, just spread the word that either we have awesome events and please come. They're for any age. You know, anybody can come swimming. Anybody can come play putt-putt. Um, it's for all families of, the, of our church. So, so thank you. Okay, y'all, I did not know I was gonna do this, so bear with me, please. This is very new for me. 
Okay, I've been a member of uh, Congregational uh, Care for several years. There you go. Okay. Uh, I just want to start at the beginning of the year. Uh, Whit Holbrook, as you know, has done financial peace, and which is not just for this congregation, but for the whole community. And we supplemented or helped out by just providing refreshments for them, which was, uh, oh, several months, but we do refreshments. And then in the summer, we helped to support the Macedonia baseball team. Of course, we have a very important relationship with Macedonia. Uh, we would uh, we gave pop we did popcorn beginning of the year and then later on in the middle of the season they gave uh, popsicles so we just tried to support Macedonia baseball because it has such a positive influence on so many young people in that community and then in around Christmas we um, provided poinsettias for everyone who's shut in or had recently had surgery or illness and could not come out so we provided the, uh, the small poinsettias, and many of you helped deliver those as well. But I think the biggest um, aspect of our, our committee was the prayer list, or is the prayer list. And I'd just like to mention that um, everyone who's on that prayer list has been contacted, has been approved, they have approved, for their name to be placed on that list. And it's... Um, thought has gone into making this list is for prayer. It's not just a source of, you know, news or gossip, but to really seriously put prayer uh, towards those people and raise them up in prayer. And if anyone has any suggestions for our, our committee, I'm sure Brenda will be glad to, to hear from you. So don't hesitate if you have any suggestions for congregational care. And thank you. I'll probably use less than five minutes. So. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Daniel Dale, and also I wasn't really prepared to speak today, but that's okay. We've got several things to share about uh, what the hospitality uh, team did last year and also the plans for this year. Um, we, we do quite a lot, I think. Um, of course, we always try to participate in trunk or treat, which I think is real important to be um, uh, on campus for visitors because that event also brings in a lot of people outside of our church. And so that's an opportunity for us to connect uh, with visitors. And we also are very uh, uh, involved with, uh, when they have the Easter for the, for the kids here, the Easter um, candy giveaway and the bounce house and all that. That's one of the most fun uh, afternoons we have. So we have a lot of visitors that come here on that. And we try to, um, in various ways, welcome people uh, as soon as they enter our campus and before they leave, and also tried to uh, gather information on these visitors, we think is very important. We also do various uh, receptions. We do several after 11 o'clock service. We have like cookies and um, uh, drinks and uh, sweets to, to kind of encourage people to, after the 11 o'clock service, to stick around, visit, get to know each other, and hopefully welcome any visitors we have. Um, so uh, we do a lot of that. Uh, also, we were involved with the Compassion Experience, which was a super event on this campus. Uh, so much exposure to the community. Uh, we had visitors from a lot of different areas come here, and that was probably one of the most uh, fun events I, I think we, we helped out in, um, volunteering and uh, welcoming people and, 
and uh, to our campus, and uh, I think that was a super event for our, our church. Um, also, more recently, uh, we just had a usher greeter training uh, for this year. We're trying to um, uh, look at how important that ministry is because we're the, uh, the greeters for the first line of uh, welcoming when a visitor comes to uh, West Memorial. And uh, so we're, that was our first meeting. We're going to have more meetings about how we can uh, really welcome any visitors that come here and, uh, and that. Um, and uh, uh, also, you know, we're doing more and more for, uh, on our website as far as uh, ways for visitors to connect on our website. They can actually uh, contact us before they even come to the campus, and they've done, a couple of people have done that. Uh, also, uh, as far as hospitality goes, um, uh, we've recently purchased umbrellas uh, so that if, when it rains on a Sunday again, we'll have umbrellas for the uh, greeters and ushers to help people um, to uh, enter our campus and be a little bit drier. And that sort of relates to also uh, one of the uh, ministries of this church is the transportation for ben Pennyburn, one of our retirement communities here. Do we have uh, a number of members of our church uh, who live there? And so um, when when that ministry starts and the bus unloads, if it's a rainy day, we're going to have to probably assist those people from their van, the new van we have to our uh, church. How are we doing on time? Okay. Okay, um, uh, we've got a new Wesley 101 format where we uh, gather in uh, after the 945 uh, service uh, so that we can encourage people um, to uh, join the church. And um, so that, I think that's very important. And uh, one thing we do as far as visitors, you know, we, we get a record of all the visitors who do sign in on the visitor pads. We know at the 945 service they usually don't do that. But we... Uh, at our meetings, we actually pray over every one of those names. We think prayer is so important. We pray over every person uh, so that uh, hopefully that will uh, make an impact, that they will come back and they will, will stay. Um, also, uh, we've been um, uh, reading a new book on Generation Z, uh, which is the youngest generation of people in the church, probably one of our biggest challenges uh, for that generation. So we've been uh, reading that book, studying that. Uh, so hopefully we'll learn ways uh, to do things differently to bring young people into our church that are unchurched or uh, disillusioned about church. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, future things we have in plan for this year is um, uh, we're going to try to develop a uh, drive-through prayer uh, in our circle. Uh, we think that's a ministry that uh, we'd like to try something new. You know, we want to be innovative. Uh, and uh, so we're going to be working on that ministry. You're going to hear more about that, the drive-through. Uh, and um, in September, there's going to be a marriage night program. And um, also, uh, you know, a, a lot of other small groups we hope to get started uh, with all the ministries and everything there. So uh, thank you all for the helping with uh, all of us, our our. All of members of our church are important as far as welcoming and encouraging people to come. It's all our responsibility to invite people and uh, bring people to the faith. All right, thank you. Good morning. Can you hear me? 
Uh, my name is Charles Searles, and um, I'm representing the Missions and Committed Community Impact um, uh, Committee. And what I want to start off by saying, um, I want to thank Meredith and Jim. Last year I attended this, and I was energized. When I left, I was ready. I was really ready to go out. I was proud of my church. And as far as missions, I think this is one of the best ways that we can transform the world. Um, yesterday in the paper, uh, Joe Bloster had a column, and it said, it is, an important, it is important to love our neighbors. And then I've added a little bit. As a member of Westland Memorial, we are called to help our neighbors in High Point, North Carolina, as well as help our neighbors globally. The command to love our neighbor is central to the Christian message. And I think the mission team, we look at missions in several ways. We look at what we can do to help people in High Point, what we can help people in the state, and also globally. So those are kind of our objectives this, this, this coming year. Um, to give you an idea of what we spent last year, our budget was right at $100,000. So we, we reached out in the community, and our church sponsored programs in that amount. This year it's a little less. It's about $95,000, but we can do quite a bit with that. Um, a couple things that we try to work on, one, there's, there's different programs. A one means we're actually giving money. We're not, ex we're not really expected to be hands-on. Um, and we, we sponsor several organizations in that way. One is, the, um, is as far as a mission, the Irwin um, Family Home, which is for mentally disabled adults. Um, you know, so we give them money. We don't really, we're not hands-on with them, but we want to support them. Um, we also have a number two, which is we, we have hands-on. And a great one was we spot, it was with the youth when y'all went down to Wilmington and worked with the church. Um, that was our, um, our, also our Christmas offering for last year in 2018 and 2019. In 2018, we contributed over $35,000 just through Christmas offering. This year, it was $15,000. So we are making, you know, if there's passion within our church and there's a program that we can help, we want to do that. Um, what else do we do? I, I wrote some things down. As far as... As far as in High Point, uh, Communities Against Violence, we're, we're involved with that. The Family Justice System, we sponsor kids with Camp Hope. Where's Iris? So, okay, Iris, okay. She's pushed that. And what we like, too, is people that are energized about the church or energized about a program Come to missions. We don't give all the money out the first, the, we don't give out all the money in February. We gave out $5,000 this year. That's really, we got other money earmarked, but we, we hold on to money throughout the year. So if there's a program y'all see we need to sponsor, let's do it. The one that's dear to my heart is Macedonia. Um, and we sponsor the baseball. We sponsor baseball uniforms. And seeing those little kids wearing those uniforms, they get them dirty, they want them clean. And it is, it's a real stickler. These coaches understand and the kids understand that, that they have to live by a certain code. They need to go to school. Um, you know, if, if they have their shirt tail out, when you're going down there and you're passing out the popsicles and popcorn, if you look at them, they don't have their cap sideways and their shirt tails all undone. 
they look they look very professional, and that's something that we've that we've worked with. We've also had some, you know, we've got two people that are actually in the major leagues that went through the Macedonia baseball, and we celebrated 20 years of that. So that, that's, a, that's a big deal. Um, let's go to, as far as, we mentioned Wilmington. One minute, okay? And then um, we mentioned Wilmington. The other thing in High Point I skipped over was the Ward Street Partnership, and that's going to be, a, we're in the process. We, we gave them for Easter offering, Right at fifteen thousand dollars, and we're still, you know, still working on how how that money is going to be spent. They have a girls and boys club there, um, so th this is something we're going to be we'll be working on. Um, as far as globally, our biggest one is Stop Hunger Now, and as far as what we're going to be donating this year is over ten thousand dollars. If y'all have not been a part of that on uh, the Sunday afternoon, that's awesome. That is really awesome, and we're also possibly looking at reaching out like what we did for Kenya 15 years ago, we're looking to maybe have a global ministry where we send a mission team uh, to help another area, establishing schools, churches, and medical. All right, thank you. Good morning, I'm Susan, and I am the chair of the Senior Adult Council. Let me organize my little show and tell items right here. Right. Um, a few years ago, after having had a very uh, active senior adult ministry here at Weston Memorial, it kind of phased out. And so two years ago, I was asked by Jeff if uh, I would think about cranking it back up. And just like Lainey said, the first thing I wanted to do was go see Jeff and Tish and say, okay, what, what does it say our mission is? What are senior adults supposed to be doing? And Jeff looked and told me, well, I don't see anything. I, don't, I see nothing, no paperwork. You're going to have to make this up. So <laughs> I have a wonderful senior adult council. And we had an excellent first year last year in 2019. And everything went very well. And now we are really gung-ho to expand on that. What we see is our mission is to plan activities and events that will bring older adults of the church back to maintain their connections with Wesley Memorial, like those living at Pennyburn and River Landing, and also for older adults to step out of their homes and just keep building on their connections here. We try to plan activities along three different areas. Uh, first of all, just to get people out and have enjoyable fellowship, and also, many of our little day trips that we take are very educational. Secondly, service opportunities that are doable for older adults. And third, spiritual growth and discipleship. You may be interested to know that when mailings are sent out to our senior adults, we have over 400 households where there is a member of this church age 60 or older. Of course, some of those people come to me and see me in the hallways at church and say, I don't know why I'm getting that mailing, uh, <laughs> as though I were pinpointing them. But if you're 60 or older, you're getting the mailings and the information. One of the challenges, the great challenges of our council in planning activities and events is the vast difference in mobility and health. You know, when you're planning for student ministries or preschool, everybody can pretty much do everything that's being done. But with senior ministry, there's quite a vast array 
of health and mobility issues. So our goal is to not plan a calendar of things where everything is going to be doable for every senior, but every senior will find something that they can do, and ho hopefully multiple things. To uh, go back and share a few of the specifics of what we have planned for this year, 2020, um, we just had our first little fellowship day trip. We went to the U.S. Figure Skating Championships in January at the Greensboro Coliseum. Wonderful ice skating, had a lot of fun. We got to be in the new bus, and we are so, so appreciative of that new bus. Not only to see our Penny Burn friends come back, and it's so meaningful to them, but also now to be able to expand and take some of those mobility challenges of some of our older adults on these trips with us. So it was great. That was our, our uh, initiation of the new bus was going to the ice skating. It's also so much fun on these trips, not just the, the, the fun and enjoyment, because we love each other and we love being together, but also to build stronger relationships. Um, I know a new set of friends that I made when we went ice skating was Clark's mom and dad. So if anybody wants to know the scoop on Clark, you can see me after the meeting. I've got a lot of it now. <laughs> We're also planning this year, one of our highlights will be to go to the Airborne and Special Operations Museum that's in Fayetteville, and also go on the base at Fort Bragg and see the museum. Tom Mason is helping us to arrange for that, and we're so excited about that. We're going to be having a luncheon on the Catawba Queen Riverboat, which cruises up and down beautiful Lake Norman. <laughs> We're going to be taking a train ride from, how many minutes? One. A one. Ah! <laughs> We're going to take a train ride from High Point to the North Carolina State Fair. So we just, and cheer on our rockers. We have just lots of plans. With our service opportunities, you don't have to look very far to find older adults of Wesley Memorial helping in all sorts of areas of the church, and I won't even list those for you now. But our main focus of a service opportunity for 2020 is going to be to expand on our walk to end Alzheimer's, which of course is a cause that's very, very dear to our hearts. Um, Last year, as Charles had mentioned, you go to missions if you have a project you need support with, and missions had helped us so much last year. This year, we're also expanding in that um, Edward Jones of High Point is going to be a supportive partner for us. And so we're going to expand beyond the church here and go out into the community to get a larger um, attendance for that. But we were so proud. Jerry and Kay Tucker are on the uh, board of the greater Alzheimer's Walk of Guilford County. And at the end of the fall, when they had a little celebration of how everything had gone, Wesley Memorial earned third place as the third highest fundraiser from our first efforts last year. We had raised $5,050, so that was wonderful. <laughs> and finally, just for our spiritual growth and development, at every one of our meetings, we review a couple of chapters in this beautiful book called The Gift of Years by Joan Chittister. 
And what it does is it reminds us that these are our capstone years, these older adult years, when we can begin anew and do all sorts of new and exciting things. And so this is a beautiful book that we're studying just within our council. But we're going to have um, this coming fall, Melissa is helping us. She is going to lead us in a study that you may have heard of called the Enneagram. Is that how you pronounce it? Enneagram. 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 Uh, the Enneagram is about nine different personality types, and we hope that through that study, um, it will help us to identify our individual spiritual gifts a little more strongly so that we can use those in a better way to serve the church and our community. <coughs> Older adults are active. <laughs> Gosh, I can't wait to join older adults. <laughs> My name's Joanne Clifton. I'm director at Wesley Memorial School. And what can I say about Wesley Memorial School? Um, the school is great, y'all. I mean, ch little children, you guys know, little children are awesome. We learn so much from them. And, and I thought, what can I tell you about the school? We have 167 kids enrolled today um, at Wesley Memorial School. And when you can kind of look at the registration forms and you see how many of these folks um, have a church home or they identify with a church. About 60% do identify with a church. So that's a great thing. I thought that would be lower, as maybe you would. Um, about 14% of those are Wesley Memorial United Methodist. The others? Looks like there's about 40% of our population out there that don't have a church home, that maybe don't know Christ, and we are that first touch for so many. And we take that really seriously, and we take those, those four points of prayer and hands-on service and worship and, what's the other one? Small group. Really, really seriously. So we have chapel time with our little ones. Um, I instituted a little prayer group every morning. There's a small group of staff that, that stand in the hallway. And we begin each morning with a devotion and a prayer. And many times, parents are coming in and they have their children and we pull them in and ask them if they would like to say a morning prayer with us. So we're doing so much to reach out to not just this wonderful church community here at Wesley Memorial, but other folks, other folks who don't know church, maybe don't know God yet. Um, so I just hope that you all continue to support us and love us, and thank you. we're so glad to be a part of you and you us, and uh, come see us. It's a wonderful, fun place to be, the hallways of Wesley Memorial School. So that's all I have. So, so I am other on the list. Um, you've done a great job. Uh, one of the things I've been doing is. Uh, kind of making a list of a few things that perhaps I haven't heard thus far 
and I just want to throw them out, take about one minute and throw them out to you. It's so important that uh, we, as some of the primary influencers for the sake of Christ and this church, that we are busy gossiping all the good news about our church family. So again, that's why it's important that we know um, all this stuff. Maybe I'm sitting here thinking I wish more of our church family could hear some of these reports that could be part of our town halls. That will, be, that will continue to happen. We can spread out some of these reports over the course of our town halls. Just a few things I also want to lift up. I have a very vibrant Stephen ministry here at Weston Memorial Church that's changing a lot of lives quietly, particularly changing the lives of the people involved in Stephen ministry. We are hosting a regional event for Stephen ministry on uh, March the 7th. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's all morning, right? It is uh, from around the region, people pay to come and learn more about Stephen Ministry. Those of you that are members of our church family, because we're hosting it, you get to come for free if you'll just let Mike Flack know that. Uh, but Stephen Ministry is a vital ministry. Um, something that's woven throughout the life of our congregation that doesn't get a lot of focus is our worship life here at Wesson Memorial. Uh, right now, there's three vital worship services every Sunday morning uh, and our Vespers service every Wednesday evening. For those of us that make Vespers part of our weekly experience, uh, uh, we universally say it's one of the best parts of our week. Um, you also, if you've been reading the newsletter, which I know you read it voraciously, you've read about the new um, uh, worship service that will begin on Easter Sunday with contemporary worship, again, a, ways to, a way to offer um, Christ more broadly to the community. Uh, I'm just somewhat of a numbers person. Numbers aren't real important, but they're important. If you, if you wonder about that, go read the book of Acts, and you see how many times Luke mentions numbers from the life of the early church. Uh, just as I say a word about the vibrancy of our worship service. And by the way, um, you know, if you, if you miss your 11 o'clock worship service because you're having a lunch somewhere, there's 8.30 and 9.45. If you sleep through your 8.30 chapel service, guess what? There's a 9.45 and an 11. Uh, and you can meet some completely different people if, you, if you'll try to attend some of the different worship services. In 2016... The average worship attendance that we reported to the annual conference uh, for Wesley Memorial Church was 388. Uh, we just reported uh, the average worship attendance, average weekly worship attendance uh, for our congregation as of year 2019, and we reported 525. Uh, that's significant. And I think in a lot of ways that, that says God is doing something new here, fresh here, and of eternal significance here. So again, help us gossip the good news. Sometimes we're good at gossiping the other stuff. Help us gossip the good news. Uh, one last thing, two last things. Um, I'm also very mindful every week of the, of the wonderful ministries kind of beyond our church that uh, we are vital partners with. Uh, some of them have been mentioned, but don't forget Open Door Feeding Lisa's Kids, our own Sanctuary Counseling Center here. Uh, that's a branch of uh, Methodist Counseling in the West North Carolina Conference. It provides uh, quality counseling for people that need that. Our partnership with Fairview School. Uh, hopefully you've gotten to know some of the Evangelical Haitian congregation that worships here three times a week. Uh, beautiful, beautiful people. Uh, I get blessed if I just kind of stand outside the door way down the hall 
and I hear them worshiping <laughs> is a blessing to me. But the Evangelical Haitian Church that worships here, our partnership with Young Life, AA, Al-Anon, Mobile Meals, and I'm sure there's others. You've mentioned some of them. Um, just one other little numbers thing. Uh, I want to thank those of you that served on the stewardship team this past uh, fall because, of course, the stewardship team helps us to um, do what we do. Uh, we're not exactly where we want to be in regards to funding the, the dream that God has for Western Memorial Church, but your pledges amounted to about $95,000 more this year than last year. So I commend you for that. We still got a ways to go to get to where we want to be, but we're getting closer to that. So, we're actually two minutes early. <laughs>